At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Coming up on the Lombardi Line, a conference championship grab bag. I'll ask Michael Lombardi, would he like to start with the fourth quarter of the Bengals and Chiefs or the first drive of the Eagles 49ers? We've got an APB out for John Lynch. He hasn't been seen <laughs> as we say hi on a Monday and kick off the show. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is B-CIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hopefully you enjoyed the football yesterday. We start with breaking news, Michael Lombardi. It looks like the Los Angeles Chargers have made a hire at offensive coordinator. The just departed Kellen Moore from the Cowboys has landed a gig with the Chargers. Your immediate reaction. Well, I think it's interesting. Now, I don't know how this happens so quickly. I don't know who else the Chargers have interviewed because they have to comply to the Rooney rule. So I know they've been interviewing people along the way. Uh, and and I hope they comply with the Rooney rule. They wouldn't have made this announcement if they didn't. But, I mean, from GM shuffle to the Lombardi line, we cannot thank you enough. The combination of these two guys working together hand-in-hand, foot-to-foot, it's almost going to be too much for me to take. I'm so excited. It's sad that we only have one more game to go in the NFL season, but I have so much confidence and expectations for when you put these two joysticks together in one room, I think it could be unbelievable what we can accomplish over the year. I'm so excited, Patrick. I mean, my mood went from a little bit. I was worried you know, about today, and all, my mood just went to euphoria. As Billy Joel once said, it's either sadness or euphoria. I'm euphoric. Yes, euphoria abounds. Kellen Moore, new OC with Brandon Staley, just up the road from me here in Los Angeles. A uh, couple things. So you hadn't heard of a connection here? I mean, he was just let go by the Cowboys. Well, no, I heard that. So I had heard, so I said this on the pod today. I'd heard a couple things, a couple, three things. I heard that Kellen Moore might be interviewed in Alabama, that he could be a potential candidate to replace mm. Bill O'Brien. Uh, I heard the Chargers were dead serious about hiring him. I heard that. Uh, I heard Jason Garrett is in play at Alabama. We could, you know, and it's not easy to clap with that heat and humidity down there in Tuscaloosa in the summertime. So you got to be careful there. So that's a couple things, three things I heard. So, you know, and now Moore goes out there. And look, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but the reason I, I'm 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 tough on Moore and tough on Staley is because those two guys don't ever think about how are we going to play the game to win the game, how situations during the game matter, and we witnessed yesterday one team that that 
didn't pay attention to that. The other game was kind of an anomaly that we've pushed off to the side because of the injury. But when you study the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, and I've said this on this program never time, as Art Modell would often tell me, kid, I'm not, first, I'm not second guessing, I'm first guessing. Like, when you punt the ball down the middle of the field with under a minute to go in the game, and their only chance is to return it, that's on the head coach. That's on not understanding situational football. Joystick, just for the audience's edification, that would refer to Kellen Moore not necessarily having a plan, not having a scheme, just joysticking his way through offensive play calling. Fair? Fair. That's it. Well, he's in his basement. He's working his joystick. So now we got joystick <laughs> squared. So we've got two guys who stay in their basement and work their joystick. I mean, it's, it's utopia for me. I mean, I don't know if I get anything better. I can't wait. It's a wait. good day for you. It's, I can't wait. And also, I mean, and also, you're right there by Philly. You've got a team in the Super Bowl. You've got the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, it's surging. the city of champions. It's the city of champions. Greased up I mean, poles. we got it. We got the Sixers. Big win against Denver. And B played really well in that game. Give them credit. Uh, you know, they're playing better. Give them credit there. Philly, you know, look, they, they did what they had to do yesterday. I don't think – one thing I would say in all candidness, I don't think any of the four teams played their A game yesterday. I don't think any of no. the four teams. Obviously, no. San Francisco couldn't play their A game, but I don't think the other three played their A game. Okay, so let's get back to the grab bag. That was the breaking news. You heard it here first on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It happened just as we were coming live here. Los Angeles Chargers have named the XOC there with the Dallas Cowboys, Kellen Moore, as their new offensive coordinator. Should be interesting. Take your pick. Fourth quarter, Bengals Chiefs. First drives, Eagles Niners. Where do you want to go? I'd like to start at the fourth quarter. I'd like okay. to start there. Okay. Well, then let me start it. Let me start it quickly start with this. It. Go ahead. Fourth quarter, Burrow to Chase on fourth and six for 35 yards. P. Ryan, a touchdown. We're tied at 20-20. You pick it up from there. Well, I mean, first of all, can I take a step back? Because, you know, sure. that, that fourth and six, the touchdown to the long pass to uh, the long pass to uh, to to uh, uh, Jamar Chase. Tamar Chase is my favorite coverage. You know what that coverage is? You got him. I got him. Nobody's got him, right? So if he goes left, I got him. If he goes right, I got him. But if he goes down the field, nobody's got him. He like, split him. It's one of the it's one of the worst coverages you could be in. It's either let's jam him at the line and put somebody on top of him, or let's make sure somebody's always underneath of him because he's going to make a play down the field. Kid's great, and and what a great throw by Burrow. And what was interesting about that game was, to me, on that drive, I said this to myself, I mean, Mixon doesn't look like the same back. And when Perrine went in the game, I, I said to somebody on the – I was talking to somebody on the phone, I said, they're just going to run it left here. You know, and Perrine moved the pile. I mean, Perrine was the better player on that. And when it got to 20-20, to 20, you know, and I wasn't sure that that was a decision to go for it, to start the fourth on the fourth and sixth, but – you know, I think that Cincinnati at that point felt like they had control of the game because of all the injuries to the to the to Chiefs off it, there were skill players. They just didn't really have enough skill players left, and so I think that they had decided, like, look, we're going to stop them and we can get this thing going. So from that point forward, the fourth game is fourth quarter, as you know, I believe is a standalone game. It's a standalone game, and. You know, the Chiefs get the ball to start that drive. They got 13-25 to go, and they can't get anything going. I mean, they really can't. It takes them three plays to get a first down. You know, they get the unbelievable call on Eli Apple, which then allow me to stop for a second and take a detour. What I had a problem with the weekend was the inconsistencies from the prior weekends. I tweeted about this. Like, if you're going to call it – if you're not going to call it in the Jacksonville uh, – Charger game. Why are we calling it in this game? Like the call on Apple, I thought was horrible. I thought it was just. But Michael, you have horrible. to back up for a second because remember the referees gifted them another play, the Chiefs, because yeah, there was a clock issue. We saw that hit. official come on the field. Like I think it was badly portrayed. Okay. Like I think Tolbert's gotcha. taking gotcha. a beating here. We saw that guy. They they CBS highlighted that guy. He called the playoff. They couldn't hear it. Like they like I don't know why it got so disorganized. But I think it was the right call. He called the play dead. I don't think they gotcha. got an extra down. I think the play should have never happened. So yeah. I, I kind of like think to me, people that are focusing on that, I think are making a mistake. I, I think that's not fair. What is fair, I do believe, is the fact that 
that call was so inconsistent. Like, did I think it was call? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that happened in the San Francisco game. You know, the call on the call on 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 uh, on the, the the defensive back early in the game. I, I got tarred on the brain, but yeah, I think it was tarred. You know, it got a call. I don't think that was a call, but they they changed how they called down the field plays, and I think that was a mistake. But still, even with all that, even with all that, they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't move the ball. And then they get the interception on the third and three. Like, we got second and three with seven minutes to go in the game. Cincinnati, second and three. Why don't we just keep this clock moving and get a first down? Why do we have to throw two deep balls down the field? Like, this to me is where I get into a problem with understanding how to manage the game and win the game. Like, you know if you control this ball, you're going to win the game. I'm not saying you're going to go keep it for the next seven minutes, but there's a good chance. Look, the reason you beat the Chiefs the last last this year in Cincinnati was because you controlled the ball with six minutes to go in the game, and you were able to run it. I mean, there was no run. They carried they that Zach Taylor called 17 runs in the game. Like, how are you winning on the road with 17 runs and an offensive line that can't play? Questions for you. 23-20, the Chiefs do win it. We always talk about the importance of that three number. It stays under the post to total. You can take a look there with the Chiefs moving on to the Super Bowl. So I just wrote down a few notes in the fourth quarter. We're going to hear from Zach Taylor. We've got plenty of sound to support what happened with Osai. I've got Michael Lombardi's live tweets throughout that fourth quarter coming up here. What did you think of the Chiefs punting on fourth and eight at the Cincy 37? They had to. They had no choice. They had no choice. I, I don't think they had a choice. They had to. I, I said it at the time. They have to punt. I mean, look, the, the thing is, when you're watching this game, you're saying to yourself, Burrow's great, but they're not protecting them very well. We might be able to create a negative play, which they did. They had them in third and 16. They gave up a 23-yard pass. I yes, mean, they had them yes. in third and 16. I mean, they got a chance to get the ball back with a minute to go in the game, and they, and they give up a third and 16. So, like, I thought they had to. I really did. I thought they had a punt there because they would have played on a short field. McPherson's too good of a kicker. He would have gone in there, and all it was going to take is one jump ball to Higgins, and we're going to lose the game. Chris Jones, the sack he took over. You mentioned the third and 16, 23-yard completion to Hayden Hurst. You then come back the other way, Sky Moore, with a 29-yard punt return to the Kansas City 47 with 30 seconds left to go. That's where it gets very dramatic, and we're going to pick up after the break. But the punt right down but the middle to Sky Moore there. You cannot punt the ball down the middle of the field. Like, I don't understand why this is not discussed on television. Like, that is game situation football 101. Like, the reason every punter is a directional punter. That's why they have directional punters, because you want to cut the field down. When you, th- when you punt it down the middle of the field, the return game can go right or left. When you directionally punt the ball, you limit the return. This is why special teams is special. It involves the game. It's why Dallas couldn't punt last week. It's why you can't punt it down the middle of the field. This is a grave mistake. This is a ridiculous mistake. Okay, that catches us up. That catches us up, pardon me. I'm tongue-tied because when we return, was it egregious? The push? The, flop, the, the call, was it egregious or was it a flop from Mahomes? We'll come back. Michael Lombardi will have a take on that. We'll also hear from Zach Taylor on Osai. Was it his fault? And then Butker with the 45-yarder to win it. The Chiefs back in the Super Bowl. We're just getting started. Remember the breaking news. Kellen Moore, new OC here with the Chargers. We're back. Lombardi line on a Monday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. to the Lombardi line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com or download the newly reconfigured app. If you're in Vegas, stop by any MGM property, bring your state-issued ID, you're ready to go. 1-800-GAMBLER, if you have an issue, got to be 21 years or older. Okay, we welcome you back. It's a busy day, obviously, as we have our Super Bowl matchup. We'll get to the number here in just a little bit. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you had a nice weekend. So, a new offensive coordinator for the Chargers, Kellen Moore. I'll just say that off the top. Now, let's get to where we left off, and that is we are now officially fourth quarter with the chaos. Chiefs, Bengals tied at 20, third and four, Mahomes scramble, Joseph Osai with the push. Now, I've heard it called an egregious penalty by Osai, and I've heard it be, be called a flop on Mahomes. Let's get your definitive take. What was it? My first reaction was it was a penalty. I, I don't look. I, the, no game ever comes down to one play, right? No game. This isn't on the kid. I thought to me how much emotion he displayed after the game, how painful it was. This kid played his tail off. This kid was responsible for helping them beat Kansas City the time they played in Kansas in Cincinnati. Look, it was a call. I think you had to make the call. I don't think Mahomes flopped. I think the kid, it just is a bang-bang play. It happens. The problem is it should have never happened because it, they shouldn't have had the return. If you want to focus on it, look, the secret to all victory lies in the organization of the non-obvious. The non-obvious is you allowed them to have a punt return. You punted the ball down the middle of the field. So to me, if you want to blame anybody for this, blame the head coach for not telling the special teams coach, punt this damn ball out of bounds. We don't want him to return it. There was no way, based on the injuries of, of the Kansas City Chiefs receivers, that they could move the ball. It was pretty clear. Even when they got the ball where they did off the punt return, they struggled. That 15 yards was the gift they needed to kick it. I mean, they were struggling offensively. And it's a shame that the game ended this way. It really is. Because I think if it goes to overtime, Cincinnati's going to win. And I don't know if Cincinnati's offensive line could have ever blocked Philly. So I don't know if that would have been a good game. I'm not sure if Kansas City's offensive line can block Philly. I don't know if that's going to be a good game. But to me, Kansas City's only chance came when they made that kick. And after the extra 15 were added on from the Osai push and the penalty, Butker with a 45-yarder, M. Lombardi NFL, we'll hear from Zach Taylor here. M. Lombardi NFL said, great game. Osai played his ass off today. He isn't the reason they lost. One mistake doesn't count a team the game. The Bengals head coach agrees with you. It didn't come down to that. You know, there was a lot of other plays that um, we just missed out on, and, and they made one more play than we did. It's hard. You know, this is emotional. We worked really hard to get here, and, um, you know, any play that uh, people feel like is left out there, you're, you're going to take it hard. And that, that's – we want guys like that, that this means a lot to. They care about it, care about their teammates. Um, Joseph's, Joseph's comes to work every day, man. He loves ball. He loves being a part of this team, and uh, it didn't come down to that play feel horrible feel horrible yeah. for the kid man that is I do. he's gonna have to live with that i wrote about it tomorrow is... for the daily coach i mean i feel bad for him but you know the pain that he's going through shows you how important the game is this is a really good player he plays hard you know and he exposed that chief offensive line he really took orlando brown to school i mean he orlando brown might be a franchise player for the Chiefs, but he didn't play like one yesterday, and he never plays like one against the Bengals. He really doesn't. Nor does Wiley the right tackle. So, look, I, I, it was never this play. It was never this play. It was, you know, we we couldn't. We have we have a second and two, 
with seven minutes to go in the game, we don't get a we throw two nine routes. We don't get a first down. You know, like we're not thinking about controlling the clock and getting first downs. We're thinking about scoring. All right, there's got to be some balance here, and I think that as Zach Taylor grows as a head coach, I think he's got to incorporate that. He's got a generational quarterback, a generational quarterback who knows how to manage games who knows how to manage games, who understands situational football. Give them more instruments. Give them more ability to do that. You know, their defense played their tail off. Look, I think Mahomes was heroic for going out there with that bad ankle. I don't think he played anywhere near the level he's capable of, even though he threw for over 300 yards. Incredible. The generational quarterback there for the Bengals says the future is bright. I feel great about the direction that we're headed uh that's the great thing about the nfl it's not it's not college where you only got four years you got as many years as you want to hopefully uh so we'll come back have a great off season and and get better as a team get better individually and and come back next year ready to go okay so the Bengals season ended in the super bowl last year with a loss the conference championship at cincinnati this year with a loss that is Joe Burrow. Now, let's transition and talk about the Chiefs. And we'll start with your boy, Patrick Mahomes, who you just mentioned, obviously hobbled through for what? 326. He was awesome. 29 of 43, two touchdowns, no picks. Your take on Mahomes yesterday. I mean, look, he's just a warrior. I mean, that's what warriors do. They get out there and they and they they block the pain out. They block the discomfort out. You know how much intelligence it takes to be able to do that, right? So when, you know, one of the things you want with offensive linemen, and this is one of the things we always would do with our grading system was we wanted to grade intelligence on offensive linemen from a book standpoint, not because we were worried about them learning the playbook. It was more about focus and concentration when they had bumps and bruises, right? So you got a bad elbow, you got a bad knee, your your shoulder hurts you, right? And, you know, you're playing with pain. Can you concentrate playing with pain? Can you focus and concentrate playing with pain? Can you block out that pain and distraction? That's a hard thing to do. And oftentimes it's equated to your intelligence level to be able to do that. You know, the really guys that can do that have mental toughness that they gain through that. So that's one of the reasons why the intelligence factor helps you to see, can you concentrate when something else is going on? And to me, Mahomes is remarkable. Look, he's remarkable. I don't know, Patrick. I, I missed it. I, I don't know what happened to Smith-Schuster. Tony, the receiver Tony from the Florida who, who went to the Giants, that guy gets hurt every year, every game. Like, does he ever get through a game? Like, well, they can't count on him to make a play. for. They can't get him through a game. Of course, the Cheetah's down in Miami, but Valdez-Scantling was awesome. Six receptions, 116. Kelsey, seven for 78. But Mahomes is always the story, and Andy Reid was impressed. He was, it was pure grit, he and Kels. Um, but for Pat to do what he did and then to have that run at the end, uh, I, mean, I can't say enough. He, he is the MVP in my eyes. All right, the Kool-Aid no man. There's your boy, no Andy Reid. I mean, and Andy should thank him because Andy's management of the middle eight was one of the worst things I've seen all weekend. I mean, one of the worst things I've seen all weekend. He gets the ball with 222 to go in the first half. He has no timeouts left. He has no timeouts left. They have three. He's going to get the ball to start the second half, right? He's got a quarterback with a bad ankle. You know, like, let's go in at halftime up 13-3. to three. Let's get the ball, or let's try to kind of take some time off this clock. What do we do? We throw three straight passes, and the Bengals get the ball back with 2.05 to go in the half. They get the ball. Now they say, well, they had it backed up. Who cares? Where they? Why would we give them the ball back? Let's go get five yards on first down, run the ball. Maybe we get a yard. Maybe we don't get anything. But since he's not going to call their time out there, they're going to let that clock go down. So now we eat up 22 seconds. Let's see what we do. Maybe we call another run. Maybe we call a screen. You know, now we eat up some clock. Make them call timeout. And so if we do have to punt the ball back, they're down on timeouts. So he just to me, that was one of the most egregious – displays of, of of middle eight football that I've ever seen. Like, I don't understand. He's a Hall of Fame coach. I don't understand how his play calling doesn't affect that. So, naturally, now we go in up 13 to 6. We get the ball to start the half. We're sputtering. We're sputtering. We go three plays and out. Now it's 13-13. The team that won the middle eight didn't have the middle eight. They flipped the middle eight. 
And when that happened, I thought for sure since he was going to win the game. Well, the man of the hours, the best player in football, should be the MVP. Patrick Mahomes says this one's special. Yeah, I would appreciate it a, a way more. And I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that in a bad way. I think uh, when I first got in the league, it all, all happened so fast. Um, I won the MVP. I won the, I won the Super Bowl. And I thought that's just kind of how it went. You were going to play. I listened to Coach, what Coach Reed said, and that stuff happens. And now that I've, I've dealt with uh, failure, um, losing the AFC Championship, losing the Super Bowl, I know how, how much hard work and daily grind that it takes. And so I'm just excited to get to that game with the, the teammates that I have here. And it's a lot of new team, teammates that haven't been in these Super Bowl games. And so let's bring them along and, and prepare them so that we can go out and put our best, best uh, foot forward. Yeah, all-time great. He's going dis- to be discussed right next to Tom Brady and the others. He's an all-time great. That's unbelievable. There's no, there's I mean, no guys, doubt about it. You know, when your best player sets the tone for everything, when he's able to do what he does and how he plays and what he his t- his ability to make clutch plays and make clutch throws. I mean, the touchdown pass to Scantling. I mean, th- could you have put it in a tighter window than he did? It was incredible, right? So, look, I I I I love watching him. I'm thankful we're going to have a long time to keep watching him because he makes the game great. And so, same thing with same thing with Burrow. I mean, the, Burrow is incredible. Yeah. Really, those two, it was, you know, Arrowhead, cold, bright. It was just, it was great theater. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Okay, great job on Bengals Chiefs. We still got another one to go. That's the 49ers Eagles. But before we do, let's head to the book. Thomas Gable's going to join. Remember, the Chiefs right now, it's interesting because that number opened with the Chiefs as a favorite in the Super Bowl. Immediately flipped. We'll find out where that that number sits next at the Borgata here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, introductory offer right now, $9.99. We've never done it, so make sure you take advantage of this offer. VSIN.com slash subscribe for $9.99. You can sign up and get everything. Subscriber benefits include pro tools, pro picks at a glance, pro tips, Michael Lombardi exclusive articles. Essentially, if you just want us to do the handicapping for you, you can get involved right now for $9.99. VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we tackled the AFC. We've got Step Into My Office coming up in just a little bit. We'll get into the NFC with the 49ers and Eagles. But right now, let's talk Super Bowl to start. Thomas Gable, of course, runs the race in sportsbook there at the Borgata. He's our partner, and he joins us now. I'm going to lay it out like this. Bet MGM opened Kansas City last night at 7.12 p.m., and then within a half hour, went to 2.5, settled at 2 the other way with the Eagles laying it, Thomas. DraftKings opened Eagles 1, settled at two the other way with the Eagles laying it. And Circus Sports opened all the way Chiefs two and a half and then moved to Eagles two and a half 14 minutes later. I want you to tell me where you opened and how quickly it moved. Uh, So we opened Eagles laying one and a half. Uh, You know, going back and forth initially, if you're just going by power rankings, Chiefs were probably you know, would be a one point favorite on my power rankings, but uh, obviously we, we have Eagles country right here in our backyard. So, uh, and as you said, a lot of spots that opened, uh, if anybody opened chiefs uh, laying points or at a pick quickly found themselves moving uh, to Eagles as the favorite. So, uh, you know, we got to two pretty quickly last night uh, and as you would expect, it's been mostly Eagles money here, uh, as well as the the over. The totals at forty nine and a half right now. Uh, that is where we opened it, but um, of course, popular uh, play to to take the over. So that's where we're sitting right now. Uh, Eagles two again, not much difference there between two two and a half. Uh, if you see some some shops out there with that or, or one and a half, but uh, so you're kind of in this in this area where we were last week with the, with the Niners and Eagles um, uh, where that spread kind of stayed two and a half. Was it going to touch three? Uh, you know, I think yesterday you saw most places get to three uh, before game time there, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Obviously this line's going to be out for two weeks and uh, we'll see what happens with it. TG. I, I didn't understand that. I, I watched both games and I said to myself, 
as I was watching both games and seeing Mahomes struggle with his ankle. I know he threw for over 300 yards. I got that. The injuries on Kansas City, their defense really never got control. And then watching Philadelphia, you know, I know they didn't play their A game, but their defense was solid. They gave problems. They rushed. I kind of thought the line would open up at two. I thought it was going to be a two-point line, and, and it never did. I, I was shocked to hear this morning Kansas City was the favorite because there was no evidence based on the four, two games yesterday that Kansas City was the premier team. I know power rankings, but I had all these teams kind of closely lined together, and the outcome and the perception was going to rule it, what, what happened moving forward. Well, the market got to your number pretty quickly there, Michael, so good job with that. Um, so let me ask you this, though. I, yes, we, we obviously have the, the injury there to Mahomes. Um, what, though, can we really take take away on this Philadelphia Eagles team in two weeks of the playoffs? They played a very inferior <laughs> Giants team, right, you know, two weeks ago. And then yesterday, uh, you know, we all watched what unfolded in that game. Uh, you know, the Niners – obviously got to their fourth string quarterback who then gets put out with a concussion and they're forced to go back to Purdy who physically can't throw a football. You're not going to win many football games that way, let alone an NFC championship. So I don't know really what we have to take away from this Eagles team other than we know that they're fairly healthy. Uh, We know, you know, we know what this Eagles team is. I mean, I'm not trying to, uh, seem like I'm, I'm hating on the Eagles by any means. This is a very, very good football team. And uh, again, their offensive line is going to stand up. The one thing we did talk about this weekend was the difference in the Chiefs getting a pass rush compared to what the Bills did on, on Cincinnati. We saw that come to fruition. Uh, they're obviously going to have a much harder time getting to Hertz here in the Super Bowl than they did Burrow yesterday. But, um, you know, for all the fanfare around this Eagles football team, I don't know that we really got a whole lot of information out of these last two games from them. You know, I, I don't disagree with you. I think to me, you know, this might go down in history and this is going to offend Eagle fans as the easiest path any team has ever gone through to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, it just is, and it's not their fault, right? I mean, they got they hit Purdy, he got hurt, right? I mean, so they they didn't choose to play the Giants. The Giants got in one of the one, a bad playoff team. So you know, I I don't disagree with that, and I don't think they played their A game. They had seventy plays yesterday for seven. They had seventy plays. They held the ball for almost thirty eight minutes. They gained two hundred seventy yards. You know, they did a nice job of putting Gamewell in the game to offset the speed of the 49ers. They converted to the red zone opportunities. They played as they played a good game. They didn't play their best game of the year, but I agree. But to me, the dominance that they showed in the offensive and defensive line, the lack of Kansas City's dominance in their offensive line, they played poorly yesterday at home, made me think the Eagles are by far the better team and should have been the favorite. Yeah, and again, I think um, the Eagles here, you know, obviously they, they were quickly made the favorite. The market agrees, and that's that's the most important thing when you're um, putting up a number. I mean, you're making an opener an opener for a reason, and you're going to let the market take it from there, especially, you know, in the Super Bowl, which is the most efficient market that you will ever find. So, um, you know, <laughs> market point. the market agrees. Market agrees with uh, with Michael here that the Eagles should be favorite. And uh, again, I think the one big thing that you really have to consider here is that the Eagles are healthy, and it's a very unusual spot for a team to find themselves uh, heading into the Super Bowl. That they're they're basically at, at a really good health level at, the, at this point. They're full strength, well, and Kansas City's a wounded team. I mean, I don't yeah. know what Smith-Schuster's injury was. I mean, he went to the abyss. I don't know what happened to him. You know, I, I mean, Tony, how could you count on him to stay healthy? He never stays on the field. So there's two receivers that are down. I mean, Hardman always – he's another guy that always gets hurt. He's never healthy all the time. So, like, I don't know where they are skill-wise. And for me, forgetting all that, their offensive line, to me, for as much as they pay them, Orlando Brown, a franchise. Joe Tooney, a record contract. You know, they draft Creed Humphrey at center. They, you know, they got Will Smith at right ta- right guard. I mean, they, they, 
they did not play good at all. I mean, Cincinnati was giving Mahomes trouble the whole day. Yep, absolutely. Thomas Gable, take a bow. I mean, you opened the number where everybody, every other book came back to your number. You should – I know you're humble, but take a bow for once. Now, I, I saw Chris Andrews tweeting yesterday that he – needed the Eagles. My assumption is you very much did not need the Eagles regionally there in Jersey. Well, obviously the one thing we had uh, coming into yesterday, we had all that future liability on the Eagles to win the NFC. So we knew that going in, uh, we actually did pretty well, came away in the game itself uh, pretty well. We ended up needing the Eagles for the game so, interesting. Uh, interesting. So that worked out. Yeah. So that worked out. So it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a great day because of the liability that you had there outstanding on the Eagles. And obviously for the Super Bowl, it's, it's a lot more. But um, uh, we, we came out all right with that. Uh, we did lose the first half. Again, that was another thing we talked about yesterday was the Eagles' first half number. And, um, you know, a lot of people jumped on that first half uh, for the Eagles and, and got paid on that. So that, that market didn't work out well for us. But uh, for the game itself, we, we – Surprisingly, did pretty well. Yeah, I did thought you, that. I thought it was going to be a three-point deficit at the half. I thought the Niners would have played better in the red zone. Gamewell runs that off tackle play to the weak side, and the speed kind of they caught San Francisco. That was a great play call, great, great adjustment to what they were doing. So you know, but then I think San Francisco just gave them the seven points. And I mean, they lost the game when they decided to go into two minute when they had no business doing it. Made it twenty-one-seven at the half. I was fascinated what the books would do at the half. Now, most books opened the half. Philly laying a half a point. I had to just go hard on that, Thomas, because of what was happening with San Francisco at the quarterback position. Where did you open the halftime spread uh, yesterday, San Francisco-Philly? Yeah, that's that's where that was. And actually, we had people jumping on the Niners for the second half. Why? Why? There was so much uncertainty. Right, and that was because people was can't question. People can't figure the game out. They're watching the game. They're just watching. They don't understand the game. That the people that did that don't understand football. You can't take the Niners with the questions at quarterback. A quarterback that can't throw your third stringer. Josh Johnson is concussed, and Christian McCaffrey may be end up in the Wildcat. You had to lay the half a point. I'm not saying that just because I won the bet. Thomas Gable with the best opener the best, TG. across the country at the Borgata. Thank you, TG. We appreciate you. Also, your college basketball picks. I just sent them over to Elliot. They're going to be up there for VSIN uh, members. So thank you, Thomas. Appreciate it. There he goes. Thomas Gable. Great job on the opener with the Super Bowl. We're back. Step into my office next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, attention BetMGM customers. If you have a friend who loves sports as much as you do, here's a chance for you both to win $50 in bonuses when they sign up through the BetMGM Refer a Friend program. This is pretty simple. You just sign into your BetMGM account, and then you click on the Refer a Friend program message. Once you send your friend a message, they sign up. They're going to get $50. You're going to get $50. It's that simple. Make sure you check it out right now. BetMGM or download the app. 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Okay, we're back here at Lombardi Line. You look forward to it. Step into my office. It's coaching edition for Step Into My Office. Good job by Elliot with this one. And we'll get started. We'll get started with the guy that you've been critical of, and that is Zach Taylor. Bounced in the Super Bowl last year. Conference championship this year. What do you have to say to Zach? You know, Zach, I think what we've learned over the last two years is one mistake, one critical mistake can cost us a game. And I think you've come a long way as a head coach. I think you've improved your defense. Obviously, you picked the right coach to coach your defense. But we've got to figure out a way to play complementary football and eliminate that one mistake. Last year, keeping Perrine in the game on third and one probably wasn't the right thing to do. We should have gone to Mixon, running the, not blocking Aaron Donald, you know, running away from him and not blocking him might not have been the right thing to do. And then yesterday, punting the ball down the middle of the field, not the right thing to do. But the good thing is you got a great owner who's more than patient in Mike Brown. And so I would spend this offseason, Zach, studying how you can become a great head coach, how you can become – and separate yourself because you could have a 25-year Hall of Fame career because you've got one of those players that shifts the field in your direction. Hard to find. Andy Reid's had it. He found Donovan McNabb, went to six conference championship games, went to a Super Bowl. He gets to Kansas City, finds Pat Mahomes. When you find one of these guys, you can stay a long time. You can get your kids through school. You can enjoy the lifestyle. But until you learn how to call the game and actively be a part of the game from three dimensions, that's going to always hinder you. And you can't allow Burrow to make, get bail you out of everything. So let's sit down this offseason and study how can I become a better head coach? How can I become a better team builder? How can I understand that protecting Burrow is my main job? That's my main job is i got to keep this player healthy and how I have to dedicate myself and demand that from my staff. It's really the step you've got to take. Walsh writes about this in the book, The Score Takes Care of Itself. At what point, as a head coach, are you going to develop your edge? When are you going to become a head coach? That's on you. Coach Taylor, thank you. Coach Sirianni comes into Michael Lombardi's office. He certainly has an edge. It was an inauspicious start with that presser when he started his career, and now year two, he's in the Super Bowl. The Eagles have not played their best heading into the Super Bowl. What would you say to Coach Sirianni? Well, I, I think, you know, you've learned that when you make a mistake and you work hard, you overcome any mistake. So you got off to a bad start. You know, I wondered, a lot of people wondered how you became the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles with really not calling plays. You know, we knew talking to the people in Indianapolis that you had an edge to you. You were a tough guy. You had a a demand of players. They saw that in the interview. And I give you a ton of credit for removing yourself as a play caller and allowing yourself to see the game and make decisions and have your team aligned. I think you must get credited for this hand signal that Jalen Smith used to tell people he didn't catch the ball and you ran that next play. And so the best thing you have going for you right now is you have a team and a city that thinks you're automatically going to win the game. So now you really need to develop your toughness. You need to go into this game thinking you have a lot to prove. The burden of Andy Reid is going to loom large in this week. It's all people are going to talk about. They all want you to beat Andy Reid. He was the coach in Philadelphia. Andy Reid's part of the fabric of the Jeffrey Lurie Eagles. It's going to be a challenge. 
And your challenge is to get the team to believe they didn't play their best, that there's more in the tank, that you can do better, and you can achieve more, just like you told yourself at that press conference, you can do better, and you will. Out goes Coach Sirianni. Good job. In comes Coach Kyle Shanahan. What to do? I mean, he said, quote, I wish we had a better opportunity yesterday, but this is about moving forward. What would you say to Kyle Shanahan? I think, Kyle, you've got – I mean, look, I trust your instincts. You know the quarterback position better than anybody. Ask yourself the question, can we get to where we want to go with 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 uh, Brock Purdy playing quarterback? We may not always have this elite defense. We're going to lose some players to free agency. So we've got to make sure that we have a blue-chip player because every team we get to the Final Four is going to have a blue-chip player at the quarterback position or at least somebody who's going to be challenging for us. We can't always believe our defense is going to – we're going to lose to Miko Ryans. He's going to become the head coach of the Houston Texans. Who's going to replace him? That's, a, that's your first challenge. Second challenge is who's going to play quarterback? And how are you going to be able to develop that? That, to me, is going to be the two critical components. And then third, I think you got to really take a hard look at perhaps we've got to adjust, modify what we do with the offensive line. So if we do get behind in a game, they don't push us around. We got pushed around. Philadelphia pushed us back into the pocket. You know, we didn't protect as well as we needed to. How do we fix that? I think both between, you know, everybody in the organization, you had a wonderful year fourth quarterback, third quarterback, whatever we did. Then you've got to solve the Trey Lance problem. And don't allow that the past to affect the future. Trey Lance is a sunk cost. He, You paid for him. It's done. It's over. Don't allow that to cloud your judgment moving forward. You decide what you need a quarterback and go forward. Well, if he can find his general manager, maybe they'll have a conversation of it. I mean, uh, have you ever seen anything like it after that game? During that game, you never saw him at down. They never saw him. Like, I mean, I would have thought they'd go to, like, okay, they've got some – let's be honest here. Not, not. I don't want to be – I'm not being, uh, you know, a kind of picky on somebody, but they got some hard decisions to make. You know, they're going to lose D'Amico Ryans as the defense coordinator. Who's the next guy in line? He's going to be tough shoes to fill. Right, they had they had Ryan's there when Salai left. They made no hesitation. They allowed Salai to take coaches with them. Are they going to allow D'Amico to do that? Are they going to allow D'Amico to do that? Are they going to take? Is D'Amico going to take somebody from the offensive staff with them? That's a question. And then how do they fix this quarterback? Are they going to keep going, kidding themselves with Trey Lance, or do they think Trey Lance is going to turn it around? What do they do with Purdy? Is Purdy good enough? Only Kyle really knows. They hit Purdy. Purdy played really well. Look, let's be honest. I said this on the show yesterday. Purdy played really well because every graphic that you ever see on any of the pregame shows is Kyle Shanahan's record with Garoppolo and without him. And Purdy put an end to that conversation. Purdy's good. Now, is Purdy durable? Can he hang Can he hang in there? He's not a big man. And for all these people that are pushing the Bryce Young narrative out there that he's the best quarterback, remind yourself that a 185-pound guy soaking wet is going to get hurt in this game. He's going to get hurt. It's not a game for the little man. Purdy's not a big man, but the next man coming into your office is Andy Reid. Big Red steps into Michael Lombardi's office. What do you say to Coach Reid? You know, Andy, I've often said, you know, I've said it on Philly radio. I've said it everywhere that you should outsource your game management to India. And, you know, you did it to me again yesterday. You, you always do it to me. You always get me infuriated, but then you always do two or three things that I say, wow. Look, you're going in the Hall of Fame. You're a great coach. You are a tremendous offensive mind. You are one of the few people on planet Earth that can evaluate the quarterback and coach the quarterback. But if you ever kind of combined a little bit more of game management or had somebody in the box suggest, maybe we should run it here, I think your team would be unstoppable. But let's go forward. Forget game management. You're going back to play the Philadelphia Eagles. You had your divorce from them. You've won a Super Bowl. They've won a Super Bowl. Right? So everything's even. Now it's going to be the real moment. Now it's going to be the test of time. You're going to need your best game plan. You're going to need your best players. You're going to need your team to be healthy. This will be the hardest game you'll play all year against their front. And you're going to have to have your offensive line match it. And you got to get your quarterback healthy. But I know this. With two weeks to prepare, you're really a good coach. I don't doubt you. I think you can do it. And I think you got to make sure Spagnola doesn't give in to this and give up the big play. You've got to protect against that. 
So to me, if there's ever anybody who could come up with a strategy within two weeks to beat a really good team like the Eagles, you can. Well done. Well done. Four coaches, 10 minutes, nailed it. Just as an aside, remember when Spagnuolo was the coach of the Rams? That was weird. Look, I, I mean, Steve is all about Steve is all about creating a negative play. So, like when he was in third and sixteen yesterday, that's what he wants. And then he gives up the big six. He gives up the big twenty-three yard pass. Like they, somebody dropped the coverage. Like that's one of the problems with Steve's offense defenses. They they make mistakes. You know, they give up too many chunk plays, and you can't do that. You know, Philadelphia's going to take advantage of it. It's going to be a hard game. I think it's going to be a high score. I don't know what the over-under is set at, but I would. I think it's going to keep ticking up. Okay, that is 50. the AFC. Got a whole nother hour to go. Did the Niners-Eagles game change and pivot on Devontae Smith's fourth, fourth down catch? We'll come back and discuss. Also, the Dolphins have a new defensive coordinator, and the Chargers have a new OC. We'll get to that next here at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 